Hello, friends. Welcome to Level Up with Debbie Neal. I am your host. There is nowhere I would rather be than right here, right now with you. This podcast is all about leveling up in all aspects of our lives. Thank you for being here. I am so grateful. I'm excited to be on this journey with you. Together, we are leveling up. You ready? Hello, my Level Up friends and family. I am so excited to be here with you guys today. You guys, I'm going to get right into this. Typically, I recap last week. We're not going to do that because we have so much to share with you today. And I have my second guest. You guys, second guest, this podcast, Level Up with Debbie Neal, was born two years ago. And we've done quite a few episodes. And my first guest was my baby girl, who is my oldest, Brooke. And the second is my accountant. And you're going to hear today from Richard Richard Eidelberg. And you guys, that's just a testament to how I feel about this man. Okay. Because there's only two guests in two years. And I want to explain to you guys why I have him on here today. And then we're going to go through some questions. I I have him on here today. First of all, for those of you who know my story, I really believe in the power of word of mouth advertising. Okay. Anybody can advertise anything if they're doing it for a monetary benefit and they don't really believe in it. Right. Right. But I gain no monetary benefit from you guys hearing from Richard today. But I have gained so much knowledge, so much help, so much clarity with my business and my finances because of this man that I really want to share him with all of you guys today. Because some of you might be thinking, oh, I'm looking for an accountant. Some of you might be thinking you're not. And I will tell you, when I started with Richard, I was not. I thought I was okay. And I don't want to bad mouth anyone, but I thought I had a good accountant. And I'm not saying he wasn't, but now I have a great accountant. So I really encourage you guys to listen to this with an open mind. Now, I happen to be an entrepreneur. This is not only for people who are entrepreneurs, right? You could have any sort of a job and need an accountant. I'm coming from an entrepreneur mindset of this. And I can't even tell you the value that he's brought to my life. So listen to this with an open mind. We're going to go back and forth. We're going to have some fun with these questions. And then at the end, you're going to have an opportunity to contact Richard and have a conversation. And I can tell you the best thing you guys know, the way I believe the, the, the most expensive thing we could have is a closed mind. A conversation is so worth it. And the greatest thing is I know that I love Richard. Many of my leaders um, now use Richard. Many of my friends in my company now use Richard. Many people outside of my company who listen to have connected with Richard through his advertisements. He does advertise on my podcast and everybody just keeps referring this man to more and more people. So I'm so excited for you to be here. And I just want to say one more thing before we start, because I hear this over and over. Some people think they're like so organized and they have a great accountant. I would still encourage you to open your mind. And then there's people that are at the opposite end of the spectrum and they think, I am far behind. I owe money. I owe taxes. I have debt. I don't even want to bring my baggage and my nonsense to somebody else. I want to get it all squared up before I go and talk to somebody new. And so he'll 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 talk about this, but I'm going to tell you guys if that's the case, please listen with an open mind because you need to be making that phone call. So one thing I'd really love to just start with um Richard is like a little bit about you. How did your And here's one more thing I'm going to say. 
Rich, first of all, Richard and I both love to talk. Okay. So I know if I don't get words in now, I might not get them in because he loves to talk also. And I think that's why we get along so great. But I'm also going to give him these kudos, you guys. Um, and I don't have notes down. You guys know the way I roll. But one of the things that I love so much about Richard is he literally takes time in my life. Like I bought a house two years ago in Palm Beach. Many of you guys know that. I needed stuff. I needed information. I needed finances to basically close on a house in three weeks. And it was like the height of tax season. And he got it done for me. That was why he was my first guest at my Palm Beach house. But you're not just a number. You'll never just be a number. He's all about relationships. And I'm in that business. I'm all about building relationships. And that's one of the greatest gifts. So Richard, welcome. Thanks for being here today. Thank you, Debbie. So tell us a little bit about like, you know, I always tell people like, what, what's the short version of your story? Like what led you to accounting? How did we meet? You know, just, just a little bit about your story before we get into some of the questions. Well, it's very simple. You know, when I was a young kid in high school, <laughs> we'll go all the way back. You know, math was like my specialty. I, I, where people struggle with, you know, certain subjects or something, math was always the subject most people sub, I was, to me, it was like, it was, at the, tell you a quick, funny story. I was in second grade and I failed out of second grade math. And my parents didn't understand this because I was colorblind. And in second grade, you have brown and red and green blocks that you have to count. And I wasn't seeing them. I got into third game, third grade, and I became a math genius all of a sudden. And like my parents were like, how did you become a math genius from not even passing in second grade? So that's the way it started. And then I took my first class in, in, junior, in high school, uh, senior year accounting. And I said, you know what? This is, this is my career path. This is what I think it came very easy to me. The understanding of the numbers, the understanding of accounting, understanding of bookkeeping came very easy to me. So I went to Michigan State, graduated, came out, worked in an accounting firm for four years and ran, got hired away by a client, spent 17 years as a CFO and COO in the garment center, which I learned a lot about business, running businesses. I was actually running businesses there. And then I got into the lending industry. So I learned a lot about how what the banks and the non-banks do when you want to lend. Like, as Debbie mentioned, in her mortgage, I know what they want. And even when they know what you want, they still ask questions. You don't know how to answer. So, but that's what, and then what I went to work, uh, I was coming out of the lending industry and I went to work for a gentleman and Debbie was a client. And the, and the gentleman didn't want to be bothered with Debbie. So he gave it to me. I was his accounting manager. He says, you take care of it. So I did. And I started looking at her stuff and I said, you know what? I could save you a ton of money and not by just a small tweak. I can literally save you 20 grand. And it, and it was, and she found that out to be true. And it wasn't, you know, that's not the only reason it's not all, but you want an accountant that understands your business and understands those type of things. And that's how I got into there. And then three years later we had, we, we parted ways. I went on my own and honestly can't thank Debbie enough with her help and her network. I built a, a very nice size firm. And you know what, Richard, I'd, I'd love to get right into like a question that is going to pique people's interest. Now, now, again, not everybody is an entrepreneur, but a lot of my listeners are not everybody, but a lot of them. So 
in, in the briefest way to help people understand, and they can expand on these questions when they speak to you one-on-one, but what are some of the ways that you help entrepreneurs save? Because one of the things that I love about you, you understand my business, you know what I do, you, you know the funds and the, and the earnings a lot of times better than I do and what I can do to, I'm all about paying taxes, you guys. This is not a, about avoiding the government. In fact, I always say I'm so blessed with the amount of money that I pay the government. What I pay the government is what people strive for to earn as income. So I feel very blessed. The more I earn, the more I pay. However, there are benefits to being an entrepreneur. And when you have the right accountant, those are pointed out and you have ways to actually plan for your future. So what are some of those ways that you know, you could touch on that, again, people can expand when they talk to you, but they're so valuable? Well, understand that if you're on a W-2 and you're earning an income, you're, you're basically, they give you the income, they pay part of your Social Security and Medicare, you pay part of Social Security and Medicare, and you get, but there's nothing, there's, with the new, the current tax, there's nothing you could do. You're done. That's it. I mean, honestly, if somebody's working for somebody and all they have is a W-2 and maybe it, uh, they own a house and they have a 1098 for their mortgage and taxes, I could do the return, but um, I can't I can't help them anymore. That what's on the return, they could do their own return. And, and that's not that's not to say they're not, enter- but if you're heading into the entrepreneurial side of things, where you're now becoming a 1099 employee or a owning a business, that's where that's where I can help. A, I help in structure. You know, B, I help paying your taxes, but paying less than you would if you were to do it on your own, probably. And and I also take the burden of you. You don't have to. I will explain it to you if you want to learn it, believe me. And I wish a lot of my clients, more of my clients would want to learn more. But most of them, they just rely on the and, you know, they and when I give them numbers and we try to do things either monthly or quarterly, we help them understand and understand that there's a process to this whole accounting thing. And it's really got to if you follow it and, and as you grow, as you grow your business, the accounting is ta- the accounting is taken care of all the way through the process. And you have to have the right person who understands it to make sure that you're 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 maximizing all the benefits that you have as being that, you know, that entrepreneurial spirit that you are and, and having your own little business. And let me ask you a question. I, I mentioned this at the beginning, but I think this is on a lot of people's mind and heart. I know when I talk to people, like some people get very overwhelmed contacting an accountant if they feel like they owe last year's taxes. I haven't even paid last year's taxes. I'm behind. I have so much debt. Why? Should they not wait one more minute and contact you and have a conversation? And I'm going to give you a simple little story on that one. And it was a friend of Debbie's who came to Debbie and said, sat down on a bench with Debbie and said to Debbie, she was basically crying. And she said, Debbie, my account, I just came from my account. I'm going to lose my house to the IRS. And Debbie said, you know what? Before you do anything else, call my account. So she called me up. And I said to her, you're not losing your house. I go, this is what we have to do to save your house. And if you follow me and you do what needs to be done, and that, and that's where the that good account comes in. Don't, you know, it's easy to say, oh, you're going to lose your house and the IRA is going to take over. It's harder to go through what, know what to do to fix it. And we fix this problem. And this, and this person doesn't owe anything to the, to the IRS currently. 
but never lost their house, never had a lien on her house, and to this day, you know, has become a very good friend of mine also. So can you, Richard, speak to my audience just for like a few minutes on the structure of a small business? Well, yes. So so ultimately, when you when you first either you you go off a W-2 into a 1099 situation uh, or you are starting a business or thing, there's there's certain structures that are out there and there's really just a few. There's, you could be a sole proprietor, which means that you form, you're operating under your own social security number and you're putting your, in my mind, I'll explain why in a second, you're putting yourself at risk personally. Or you can be a single, an LLC, which protects you, protects you as far as legal liability, but doesn't have the right tax structure that is what I believe a, strong, a small um, company needs. And then there's the escort. And those are basically the three ways to go when you're a small entrepreneur. Those are your choices. The reason why, the main reason why you incorporate in some form is legal liability. Because if you're operating, everybody today is very litigious. And this is not even an accounting thing, it's more of a legal thing. If you get sued and you're a sole proprietor, they can go after your house. And why would you want to put your house at risk or your personal assets at risk for something that happened in your business? So the LLC or the S corp um, generally cover you that day. Now, an S corp is an is is a is a an election. So when you could form, you could be a C corp and 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 go into an S corp, or you could be an LLC and form into an S corp. So you you could you don't the S the LLC or or the corporation is the entity, whereas the tax election is made on an on a, on a form that you send into the IRS in the States to get approved. So, it, so basically you become an entity and then you, and when, when should, at all times, the reason is, and, and, and this is the main reason, uh, LLCs, when they're owned by one person are called disregarded entities and the disregarded entity. Um, and I'm not going to be too technical now, but the disregarded entity is taxed as if you were a sole proprietor. So there's no second return or you don't have a corporate return, you don't have a partnership return. You file it on a Schedule C on your personal return. Okay? Every dollar you make goes to Social Security Medicare. So if you make a hundred thousand dollars, you bingo, you pay Social Security Medicare on a hundred thousand dollars on the bottom line of your of your Schedule C. Now, we strip into an S Corp status. So you elect to be an S Corp and you make that same hundred thousand dollars. But instead of um, leaving it, it all being taxed on Social Security and Medicare, you pay yourself a salary of $50,000, which is required in an S-Corp, and you leave 50000 in the S-Corp. And guess what happens? You just cut your, your Social Security and Medicare bill down in half. And the truth of the matter is, this is all legal. This is the, you know, you need an account. That's why you have an account. Another reason is understanding what the tax law gives you and using it. He says, you know, I've had the, the questions from other accounts saying, well, you know, they, they, the IRS doesn't like, well, you're, a, you're sending in a form to the IRS saying, can I be an S-Corp? And they send you back a letter said, yeah, you're an S-Corp. So what do they, what do they like about it? You know, I, that's not an answer. And anybody that's starting up any type of business with it, 1099 that grows. And when I say 1099, so if you're on 1099 income, you reach about 40 to 50 grand. That's when you should start thinking, well, if I'm, if 
if I'm just going to stay here, that's fine. But if I'm going to grow my business, my little entrepreneurship that I have, that's the time when you, you want to get in on the ground floor. Because as you make more money, it gives you the ability to write. You can't write off anything off on a W-2, but it gives you the ability to write expenses, legit expenses off on your business, and also save in those other tax areas. And you really want to start looking at when you reach around 40, because that's where it's going to, and finding the right accountant who understands these type of things. You know, when I first started in this structure with Debbie, I could tell you this, there were no, there was nobody books about this or anything like that. I, I, I just knew the tax law and I knew how it worked. And so now you, you go on, go on Facebook, Instagram, you see all these books coming out about, you know, S corps and, 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 and it's amazing. Everything I've, taught my clients and everything I brought to my clients is now being written up by everybody. So, you know, it's not, this is not like it's, it's, it's not a secret. It's just that so many people just don't know about it. And, and you know what, Richard? So, so somebody can be listening to you and like they hear, they hear all that. Cause you guys, I'm a long standing client with Richard and I can't tell you, I ask him questions and I'm like, can you please kindergarten that answer for me? Just, just, I mean, I love you. You give me a whole explanation. Just tell me what I need to do. Where do I need to write a check? What I, I, I think I'm a pretty easy client, although he has to talk very slow with me sometimes, like definitely slow. So you guys can hear all this and maybe get overwhelmed, but I, I just want to talk from my perspective for a minute, because when I first uh, became a client of Richard, I was already a top income earner in my industry. I, I was making great money then. And I will tell you guys that it, it cost me a lot of money all the years b- before that. I didn't owe back taxes. I wasn't one of those people, but I could have been doing, handling my finances so much different. So when Richard came into my life, I was, I was going through a divorce at the time and I actually didn't handle money in our household. I didn't know what I was going to do. So he came into my life at the perfect time and really helped me organized, prioritized. I was also one of those entrepreneurs that, again, didn't owe past money to the government. But you know what I would do for my quarterly taxes? Like, oh my gosh, I owe the government, I don't know, I'm making up a number, 70,000, 80,000, 100,000. I got to be tight for the next two months because I owe the government money. So I wasn't taking the proper write-offs. I wasn't putting money in an S corp. I was uh, not an S corp, a, a, um, what do I put money in a SEP, different things like that. I wasn't doing all that. I wasn't planning. So I was panicking and I was getting it done, but it wasn't done efficiently. So now again, you'll, you'll be talking about it individually, what's best for you. But I mean, I'm, I'm on payroll. I do things monthly. I'm never stressed at the end of the year. Well, sometimes I get stressed about different things, but he walks me through it, okay? He's probably laughing when I'm like, I'm never stressed. Sometimes I do get stressed, but then he calms me down. I even get stuff in the mail, you guys. I take a picture of it. I'm like, what do I do with this? He's like, throw it out, mail it to me, do this, write a check. Like, So that's where I'm so grateful. And also, like, I'm on payroll. I think I said that every month, but the when April comes or January comes, you know, if you don't properly plan your money and you're earning money, you're getting a check, let's say it's, I don't know, $5,000 a month, could be less, could be significantly more. If that that's not all your money, right? When you're getting a 1099, that's not all your money. You That's money that we didn't pay any taxes on yet. So that's where the accountant comes in. I'm very great. I have a, I have a great accountant and I have a great financial planner and my brother, and I've, I've spoken about them both very, very much, but that's really why I want you guys. So if his questions see above your head, they're still above my head 
and I'm a client with him. Okay. So just understand that. And really the purpose of this podcast is for you to just be like, you know what? I'm going to have a conversation. I want to do a little things differently. Richard might be a great fit for you. He might not be a great fit for you. That's the way I feel in my business. Have a conversation about what I do. Could be a fit. It could not be a fit, but you're never going to know unless you, you make that time investment. And so I know I have a global business. And so, but I also live in New Jersey and I also live in Palm Beach. So Richard, just from a client point of view, do you just, where do you practice? So people can also know if what you do can even apply to them. Well, the good news is (laughs) that the tax software we use today is so sophisticated that I could be in Europe and practice accounting. So there's no, you don't have to, I would say that 70% of my clients now are outside New York. And, um, and I built that and, and, and Debbie spoke about communication. Well, it starts with one person in California and now 30% of my business is in California. So, you know, and, and I got a lot of business in, um, in, I have businesses, business in Tennessee. I have business in Oklahoma, I have business in Illinois, Indiana, Minnesota. So it goes through all out the Texas. It goes, I have, I, I do business with a lot of different clients throughout the country. And the one thing I can tell you right now is the IRS is global, is, is national. It doesn't matter where you go. Clients ask me, well, if I move to Florida, do I have to pay taxes? I go, yeah, the IRS is still there. You know, so you don't get away from the IRS, but every state has their own rules. But the software is so sophisticated. And if there's, listen to me, I'll tell you, if even if there's something like somebody who, for instance, somebody was in, 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 in it turns out, there's a, there's an adopt. It's not state level. It's federal level. But there's an adoption credit. Somebody said to me, I adopted some kids. You know, do I get it? What do I get for this? Do I, I think I get a credit? So we did the research and we found that, yeah, a big credit for adoption. So, you know, there's different rules and different things that come up and we research the questions and things like that. But most of the states are pretty, you know, honestly, I live in one of the most difficult states to do taxes. In. And then if you count in New York City, it makes it really difficult difficult if you're in New York City. So, you know, doing taxes in other states is pretty simplified compared to like a New York, you know, but so, you know, like if Debbie lived in Florida, which she doesn't, <laughs> she has a home there, she would pay no taxes <laughs> because New, Florida doesn't have any tax, state tax, but they have other things that go on and, and every state has their own rules and sales tax. So the idea is that you don't, you don't need to, you, how many, and, and when COVID came, I think a lot of people started to understand that you, you don't have to sit with your account and do this stuff. You can have a Zoom if you want. You can, you can have a, a meeting on, on Teams, Google, Google, you know, you can do meetings on. Um, you, if you, but most of the time it's phone call. My, my cell phone, and Debbie can attest to this, my cell phone is open 24-7. And uh, I just, for instance, I just, somebody from California is going through their son's going to medical school and they needed some help with some from financial aid and they and her son's yelling at at the client saying how do you not know your finances she goes I don't know and Richard does so but she texts me and I get her the stuff within about a minute and she calls me up and she says I need to come to New York and learn how you do this <laughs> and that's to me that's one of the biggest things I do I really do believe as much as the money is involved, the paying your account and everything, it's about relationships. I build relationships because I go the extra mile. Uh, you know, clients come to me because 
I, I answer the phone, I answer the texts, I answer the emails, and I answer it very quickly. Most of the time, I have a very sophisticated um, system where if you look at my, I look at, I walked in another accountant's offices and there's rows of, of file cabinets with stuff in it. Everything's on the computer with me. You, I have two drawers where, where, where the empty folders are, but we already scanned into the computer. So you ask me for your tax return, I can deliver it to you in minutes. I went through this with Debbie with her mortgage. She was like, you know, her, her mortgage broker told me, I've never seen anybody get me information so quickly because we were in a rush. We had to close quickly. So, you know, that's that, that's what it's all about. So we don't, you don't need to be. I, I mean, you don't need to be anywhere to do accounting now. It's all the same thing as same way if you're in network and you're in network marketing, like like you know like Debbie is. Um, you really what you don't have to be. You're not you're not sitting and you're not going all around the world. Once in a while you do, but basically you're working out of your home. You know, I like an office. I work. I have an office that I work out, and I also I also built a home office. So from home I could do the same stuff. So that, you know, that's what it is. You don't have to be in one place any longer. And you can do, you know, listen, I don't do any international tax, but any, the 50 states, anywhere I can do tax. Amazing. So one of the things I was going to ask you, which I feel like we pretty much answered, because I, I like to keep the episodes compact to keep everybody's attention. But I would have asked you, what's are some of your secrets to success? And I feel like you shared them. So think if you had a couple more, but you guys, from me, and I said it, the secrets are, it's all about the relationships for me. When people know you, they like you and they trust you, they want to do business with you. So I do business with Richard because I know him, I like him and I trust him. I trust him to the fact, you guys, and I have many of his new clients that have started with him through me or through somebody who was referred through me and has contacted me and said, do you really give Richard your login information to your bank accounts? Like, is that, I'm sure he's a good guy, but do you? I go, you don't have to, but I do because I trust him and it's easier for me. It's easier for me that everything is just take. And plus I know where to find him. You know what I'm saying? So, and he knows me. I know every dollar that comes in and out of my business to the actual T. If for some reason there's more due on a tax thing that comes up once a year, he knows he gets a text from me. There's $1,100 $1,100 that left my account. Why did it leave my account? And he has an answer within a second. So between the two of us, we're, we're on it. So I think his secrets are his dedication. I mean, he's come to events for my children. He's been, he was the first guest at my home and in Florida, possibly even before me. I'm not really sure. He might've been. Like you were there once before me. Yeah. Yeah. Like really, I couldn't even explain to him where stuff was. I had to ask him where things were. I had to put together your, your Keurig and yes. your toaster oven. Yes. Yes. If you want coffee or you want toast, there's still boxes. Okay. So, so to me, though, those are his secrets. I don't know if you have any to add, but with that also, can you let people know like what does onboarding look like with you and how can they contact you? Well, obviously, I'm sure the email, text, phone call. I mean, a lot of people like to text these days. And then I shifted to email after that. I mean, the basic, the basic, everything starts with the past. Okay. So for me to understand what a client, you know, I had a client reach out to me the other day and said, well, give me your prices and everything like that. And I'm like, I don't even know what it looks like. You know, what am I giving you a price on? You know, so I always say, give me last year's return, you know, 
so I could take, or the last, sometimes it's the last filed return because they haven't even filed last year's yet. When I say last year, I'm talking 21, not 22. Okay. So, you know, so I asked, give me the last filed return you have. Let me take a look at it. Let me know basically where you're moving forward, you know, and then I can give you pricing and structure. And the, the onboarding is simple. We use almost exclusively use cookbooks online. Debbie's on QuickBooks Online also. Not only when I use it, you have access to it as a client. Look in there. But it helps us spread your your income expenses into a, a good a general ledger, a good financial statements. Very useful when you're going for loans and things like that. Very Pushing buttons is very easy in the system once they're posted. And I have a staff that does this 24 hours a day, basically. Book putting in numbers, putting in things for all our clients, and then everything gets reviewed at the top at some point before it goes out the door. But the onboarding is pretty simple. Once you become a client, we, if you don't already, we suggest you know depending on what type of business you are. We, if you are any type of business, we suggest S corp. We get you if you no, don't already have a, a, an LLC or an S corp. Uh, we help you get one. We have a company that we use that does all the all the incorporation stuff, and they're very good at it. You know, I and I get a discount, and I don't I don't, I don't charge for that. I, I get a discount, and I pass it on to my clients because that's not my. I'm in the business of accounting. I'm not in the business of forming corporations. I let the guys they charge you for that. I don't need to charge you on top of that. And a lot of you'll find that a lot of accountants and lawyers do do that. So for me, it's you know. An S corp incorporation generally costs about four hundred dollars, you know, kind of thing, just to get started. But then what we do is we you call my staff, my staff onboards you into QuickBooks. We hook up your bank accounts and your credit cards, and basically what we're doing for you is you're in the business of whatever you want. You could be a realtor, you could be an MLM, you can be uh, own a trucking company, you can, you know, you can, you know, you can own some type of, uh, you know. Uh, you know, anything, a doctor, a dentist, a, a, a lawyer, you know, these are all client type of clients we have. It's all the, 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 the expenses change, the structure changes a little bit, but the, the overall premise of it is all the same. They're all, all these little businesses, medium sized businesses all run the same way. They have similar, some similar expenses, some different expenses, but all basically it's, it's, and we do all that work for you. You can now go concentrate on your business on what you do best. You don't have to sit here and worry about when taxes are due. When what I need a I need a financial statement for the bank I gotta put together. I need I need I have I get a, a notice in the mail and I don't know how to read it. You know, I don't even tell my client, I don't need you to understand the notices. I just need you to send them to me. You know, I we read through everything. And like Debbie said, if I if it's nothing, I tell you to throw it out. You know, if it's something, send it to us and we take care of it. You know, we 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 do this all the time and we don't leave any client hanging for more than less, barely a minute. <laughs> but um, the onboarding process is pretty simple. And once it's, it's almost, it takes an initial call with me, 30 minutes with my office manager. And then, then the next time you'll hear from me is when you, when, when I need something from you, <laughs> we'll teach you the structure. You know, Debbie has the structure that everybody should get to first you want to you want to you want to stay out of debt, okay? If you can, so getting rid of debt is 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 a key thing. Building a company, t- 
taking salary. And the reason why a lot of the times we don't even give our, our clients are not on salary yet because they don't have to be. They, they're single member S-Corps, so they, we give them a 1099 out of their own business. The reason why Debbie's on payroll is because there's another faction beyond that, is putting money away for the future, and which is highly suggested because you're taking money out of the IRS's pocket and the state pocket, and you're putting it into your retirement. So you're borrowing money that you would have paid, you know, you make $100,000, you owe $33,000 to the federal government. And now if I told you I could take a third, if I could take 10 grand of that, 33 you would own. So you pay them 23, but I take the 10 grand of that and I put now put it into your retirement account and that grows tax deferred. So you do pay taxes sometimes. But if you're, let's just say if you're 50 years old, it's another 25 years before you have to take it out. So, and I can't predict the stock market or the tax rates that there'd be in 25 years, but you're, you're taking money out of somebody else's pocket, which is the government, and they're allowing you this, and you're putting it into your retirement funds. And then one day you're going to say, okay, after I earned all this money, I'm going to give it back to them, but slowly for the rest of my life. And, you know, and, and that's the way, and it's a pretty simple process. It's not hard, it's, but it, for you to, the time it takes we're experts at this. This is what we do. We, I, I find it's we're 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 kind. Of, I help people understand, and and almost everybody that comes in, you know, listen. I always thought the way to get business in this in, in this arena was, you know, everybody loves their accountant. You know, I'm gonna somebody dies, somebody retires. You know, that's how you get business. I never realized how many bad accounts there are until now, after being on my own since 2020. Um, I kept people coming to me with, with the craziest stories. I'll just give you one instance. I had a client that made over $800,000 and her accountant deducted $5,000 in expenses and she paid an exorbitant amount of federal taxes and she came to me and I looked at it and I don't normally try to amend previous returns, but I go, this is criminal. What your accountant did was criminal. So I, I refiled the return to taking some expenses, and I got it back a $30,000 refund from the IRS. No questions asked. Check came in the mail. She couldn't thank me enough. And I wasn't going overboard. I was going on. Actually, I was still conservative. But this is what I found out there. So you you might think you were in the right place and doing the right things. But, you know, and, and, and the call, what Debbie said before, a consultation can't hurt. What if you're not sure? What if you, you you don't understand it? You go, you know what? If you don't understand it, you should be able to call your accountant and say, I need to understand this. And if he doesn't give you the time of day, I'm more than happy to have a consultation with you and give you that time of day and say, okay. And if your accountant's doing the right thing, I'm going to tell you. And if he's not, I'm going to tell you too. And you guys, this is what I'm going to add because you know I could turn anything into a training. I could turn anything into an opportunity to level up your life and to level up your business. So- I am a firm believer that where you're unorganized in one place, you're unorganized in many places. And money is a big part of it. So if you are in a situation where you don't know where to start or you're overwhelmed or, and you guys, I was there. I was overwhelmed with the idea of taking over my finances, doing the taxes, budgeting everything, all of, I was overwhelmed but I also wanted to fly in my business and I knew that I needed to do something different because if I kept doing the same thing, I was going to continue to get the same results. There was part of me that was 
kind of sad that I didn't know about this sooner because I think of all the money that I've earned over the years because I was a top earner for years before I worked with Richard. But then I was like, you know what? It is what it is because I kept making more, but then I was spending more, right? Where I could have not just been spending more, I could have been investing more. And so I'm so grateful for what I know now, the knowledge, knowledge is power, but knowledge is useless if you're not sharing it with other people. And my mission in this world is to help other people be their best, their very best. I don't believe you can flourish in your success and be unorganized in your money. I don't, I don't believe you can. And if you think you're one of those people, you know, I'll challenge you. Let's go head to head and come find me. Okay. So there's my thought on that. The second thought that I want to share with you guys is so often people think when I am, I will. So you might be thinking when I make more money, I'll have a conversation with Richard. I'm not where I want to be, so I'll put it off. That's how people say, well, I'll go to the yearly conference when I have a team, when I'm more committed, when I'm making more money. So there's this thing called be, do, have. If you're one of those people that, especially coming from an arena like myself and you're an entrepreneur, if you have big goals and big dreams, start right now with wherever you are and then commit to expansion. Be the leader, be the entrepreneur, be the business owner that you expect to be, and then start creating those habits, paying off any debts you have, investing your money, being organized, not panicking over taxes, not scrambling for receipts in April and taking photocopies and sending them to an accountant, not doing those type of things. You guys, I don't have any of those things in my life, which allows me to do things like the podcast and other incredible things. So I invited Richard on here because he is such a value in my life. And you guys, if cost is an issue, he has so kindly let me know that I'm I'm probably the client he charges the most. He actually, he has said that to me, that you're the client I charge the most. I'm thinking, huh, I don't think it should be that way, but I love you and I'm just kidding. I'm very abundant. And this is what I could tell you. If that is the case, he's worth every single penny. He's laughing over there. Okay, you're laughing. But but the, I don't charge him most. But I I charge it. What I what I believe is I charge. I'm not the cheapest guy in the block, and I'm not the most expensive guy in the block. But I get, think you get a lot of value because I do what I when I do things. I'm not looking for. I don't sit here. I, I've seen. Listen, I've I've had. You have legal things you have to deal with. You deal with a lawyer and they charge you for the stamp when they mail out an envelope and they charge you for the photocopies that they made and the stupid things like that. I don't do that. I'm, a, I'm one price in here. Here's my price. This is going to cost you every month. This is how you're going to do it. I'm going to give you this every month. And I'm going to, and if you need something, you call me. I don't care. Believe me, the conversations, I, you, you can't believe the tax, the non-tax questions that come up every day with clients and I pick up the phone and I answer them. And even some of the things I'm doing, they'll question me, you know, as they were getting their own salary out of their own business, they're like, what's this? And when it says like, you know, for instance, your name of your corporation is paying you and they're questioning me what is it, what it is. And I'm like, that's you paying you, you know, kind of thing. And that's the key. That's the thing. It's not, you're doing everything right. You, you, but you're not, if you're not with the right guy, you're not taking advantage of the things like Debbie mentioned. And I'll just, you know, Debbie's not the only one. I have a very close friend of mine, a guy that I've known for 55 years. Okay. I'm 60 and yeah, I've known him for 55 years and he's been, he was, he's a, he's an attorney and he's been doing his on a 1099 
and he's been doing his things. And I said, I could, I could have saved you 15 years of 10, I could have saved him $150,000 over the, and, and he fought me on it. I like my account this year, he switched and he saved his first $10,000 on a different structure. And he's like, Oh my God, if I, now he starts saying, if I would have done, you can't go back to the, I would have done, but going forward, we can help you. And if we listen to me, if your accountant's doing a good job, like I said, I'm more than happy to say that, but I haven't found a lot of accountants out there, unfortunately, I feel like I feel like I'm, I'm providing a service because nobody really cares. You know, the small entrepreneurs, the the bigger accounting firms and things, the smaller entrepreneurs don't get the don't get their weight in 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 what they do because they're too busy doing other things. One thing, another thing is, I my tax season is two parts. We got the the business return to do on March fifteenth, the personal return to do on April fifteenth. When it gets to April fifteenth. I'm done. I'm my mo almost almost ninety nine percent of my returns are done and finished. And you have your refunds and all that or whatever it is, all done. I don't wait till October to do my tax another tax season. I don't believe in that. I don't believe my clients want that. Um, and I found that a lot of times when you know they're not paying attention, they're just not doing it now because there's somebody bigger in there in their frying pan that they need me to handle other than you. And I believe even the client that's just a, it's on a W-2 and does a 1040 with me and isn't a business and wants to be a business but not big enough yet, I still do those returns. And I still give them the same amount of time on the phone, on the computer, you know, and everything else. I do not shy away from any conversation. Nothing, there's no wasted words when it comes to my business. Thank you, Richard. So we're going to put you guys in show notes how to contact Richard. But we are going to close here with him giving you his telephone number, which is probably the best way to get in touch with Richard. I know that from example. But he'll also give you his email. But again, you guys can go to show notes and you also know where to find me. So, Richard, where can they contact well, my, you? We're going to use my cell because a lot of okay. you are going to text me. So it's 516-906-6682. And my email address is Eidelberg, which is spelled E-I-T, so my first initial, E-I-T-E-L-B-E-R-G at R-S-E-M-G-T-C-O-N.com, okay? Yeah, you guys are going to, you're going to thank me that's in the show notes because I'm sure you're driving. You're not- and, and and it's funny, and I'll just say one last thing, you know, Debbie will text me like notices and I'm like, please email it's so sometimes it's so hard to read the the little still text them and you so yeah it's like she'll she'll get us something she'll open up her mail and she'll take a picture of it and she'll send it to me and i'm like Debbie, can you please when i know i need to do something on it please email it to me because that's the always the best way because that's listen we print everything out we have a we do everything it gives us an ability to go and do it and this we can handle almost any tax problem because it's all, it's not the IRS in the states are very easy to deal with if you know how to deal with them. Even if you're passed through on your taxes, you know there's a lot of ability to make payment plans. We know the rules of when it, when you're in a position where they could take a lien on your property. We help you out with those things. We get you. conversation is the like conversation when we're talking about with clients and stuff like that. Conversation with the government. The government aren't bad. The government officials are not bad. They just if they send you a notice, they want you to talk to them. You'll never. I love the. I'll just love when I get the last notices. They're leaning my bank account. 
And I'll say to my client, well, what about the other six notices they sent before this? You know, so, you know, it's like get me. That's why it's so important to get yourself right now. And that you won't have to say what Debbie says. I should have done this years ago kind of thing. Well, thank you, Richard. And you guys, this brings me into my next topic for next week, because we always go over what we're going to talk about next week. Next week, the topic is going to be, is today day one or one day? One day is not a day of the week. Make today your day one. And it's a perfect segue because sometimes we think, well, one day I'll make that phone call or one day I'll, I'll, I'll maybe have that conversation with Richard or one day I'll really look at those, you know, the, the finances underneath my porch that I know I need to address that I have not been addressing or one day, maybe things could be better, but I've got somebody good. Um, don't give up good for great. Make today your day one, because one day is not a day of the week. So thank you, friends. Thank you, Richard. And Affirmations will be money affirmations dropping on Monday, money management affirmations, very appropriate. And then I will see you for our next full episode on Monday. Love you, friends. Thank you, Debbie. Thank you, everybody.